Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 253. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Uh, welcome to the MCAT podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and as always, I'm joined by one of the marvelous members of the Blueprint MCAT live online team. We are talking to Hunter today, one of my favorite Blueprint MCAT instructors. We have so much fun when we record things together and when we do workshops together. And we're going to be talking about retention. How do you retain all of this information? How do we increase our memory so that when we studied chem phys four months ago and we're going and still taking practice tests today that we don't forget all of that information. This week's episode and next week's episode are gonna be about remembering that information. So stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the new up-and-comer Spotify. Everyone's listening to podcasts in Spotify now. So go check those out. And don't forget to go get a free account, a free Blueprint MCAT account over at blueprintmcat.com. Some of the things that we talk about today, you can access some amazing tools uh, with that free Blueprint MCAT account at blueprintmcat.com. Hunter, back for some more MCAT podcast. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing so well. It's me. Hey, what's up? Um, how do you do this? I've never done this whole podcast thing with you before. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Did you forget? No, how could I? I could never forget you, Ryan. Or, well, you know, the podcast. You, maybe you forgot. And, and maybe today's episode is perfect for you to help you learn and understand and remember things better. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What a what a perfect, like, <laughs> you know, tee up and just knocked it out of the park there. Yeah, we are talking um, about two things in particular today uh, in regards to the MCAT. Number one, how to improve your memory, and number two, how to improve your intention. They're basically the same thing. You could just say that it's it's really one talking point today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really important, man. Yeah, it, it is important. Uh, I forget why it's important, but it is important. We're, we're just going to throw the memory uh, puns in all day long. Um, it's really, it's a built-in excuse if we ever forget what to say next. It's like, oh, I forgot. I forgot. It's memory and retention. How funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the MCAT, we, we often talk about the MCAT being a critical thinking test, right? Yeah. Which it is. It's a critical thinking analysis test mm -hmm. that's built on top of this core foundation of science for a lot of the passages that you need to know and some of the memorization stuff from stupid psych soch that you need to know. <laughs> um, but again, it's built on this core of 
Do you remember some of the equations? Do you remember what uh, this amino acid structure looks like? Do you remember if it's acidic or basic in its whatever form? Uh, and so while the MCAT, yes, is a critical thinking test, there's a lot to know before you can start critically thinking about what you know. Yeah. And um, a couple of things that I like tell my students all the time, like they're great little one-liners that I've collected over the years. Right. So like the MCAT, um, it doesn't reward you for having your content memorized. It like expects it from you. Right. So uh, I don't know students will memorize um, the citric acid cycle or anything like that, or the electronic transport chain. Um, and they're like, okay, cool. I've got it memorized. Great. Fantastic. Look at me go. And the MCAT's like, okay, cool. I, I am not going to give you points just for having it memorized. Like you're supposed to. All right, now let's break it. Yeah. Uh, and let's go ahead and like say that the third enzyme in the citric acid cycle is no longer being synthesized, right? Like what's the downstream effect from that? So yeah. that's where like the the content and the critical thinking kind of meet and they merge. Um, it's not enough just to have things memorized. Yeah. You have to do this like critical analysis, critical reasoning with it. Um, but you do still have to have that stuff memorized. So like we, that, that's why it's important to talk about this. Yeah. And, and it's one of the things that, now, now, hopefully, hopefully people don't hurt me for this. It's so one of the things I actually like about the MCAT is the critical thinking part of it. And, and that kind of, okay, I'm, you're expected to know this citric acid cycle, Krebs cycle, whatever. Um, but I'm going to twist something about it and force you to think about it. With step one, that's exactly what they do with step one in medical school is you'll read a question and you're like, okay, it's a 50-year-old male presenting with blah, 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 blah. And it'll throw in all of the key buzzwords that, that throw off your spidey senses to go, oh, I know exactly what that is. And then you read the question. It's like, okay, we knew, what you, <laughs> we knew that you were going to know what this is, but we're going to ask you some second or third level question to make you think about what what are the the side effects of the medications to treat this thing that the, this person is presenting with? Uh, yeah, that, it's, that's awesome. I tell my students, yeah. I'm so glad that you said that, Ryan, because I tell my students all the time that the MCAT has a point. They're like, <laughs> I've heard so many times, like, really. what's the point of this? This not is really. stupid. I'm like, no, I promise you, like, this is genuinely training you and testing you on skills that you're going to use for the next four years, assuming you get into med school. So. Thank you for providing me ammo to like push back <laughs> against my my tutoring students that don't want to learn their psych soch. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's why I said people are going to be mad because because I, I firmly believe the MCAT is useless um, and it's important, which is like, <laughs> just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send me mixed signals here at AMC. Yeah, that's OK. Um, so let's talk about the citric acid cycle, Krebs cycle, psych all of the different theories of some stranger white dude from 4,000 years ago that's like, oh, you have mommy issues and I'm going to create 10 different principles that med <laughs> students 3,000 years from now are going to have to know. Um, how, how do we get this stuff into our head? Because, I mean, I, I have all of the blueprint content books behind me on my shelf like there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages that I'm supposed to know for the MCAT. And by the time I get done with my psych social content review, I've already forgotten about chem fizz. And by the time I go back to chem fizz, I've forgotten about uh, bio biochem. And, and like, how am I supposed to store all this information? Yeah, no, that is um, probably like the number one 
questions slash complaints slash like how the heck do I even do this that my tutoring students tend to give me on like a regular basis, um, regardless of how they're doing in all the different sections, right? Like this comes from students who are strong in bio, biochem, chem, phys, everything else, right? Um, so yeah, it's like, hey, I and especially here's another thing that kind of <laughs> messes with a lot of students is the length of time that they end up studying for this, right? Mm. Um, a lot of students who end up taking the MCAT, and if this wasn't you, that's totally fine. In fact, you probably have a leg up if this doesn't describe you. But a lot of students who are studying for the MCAT never really had to study very much in like high school or undergraduate. And so a lot of us yeah. haven't developed like these study skills. And then compound that with the fact that like the MCAT is a unlike any undergraduate exam that these students have encountered thus far. Those are more kind of the memorize, regurgitate, not too much critical thinking, right? Yep. Um, so there's that aspect of it. Plus the fact that like the study plans for the MCAT, which like we've talked at length about, like Blueprint does um, a ton of uh, uh, webinars about them. Like you've talked about study plans with, uh, I think, a couple of us before. Um and yeah, it's usually like four to six months that students have to study for the MCAT, which <laughs> compared to undergraduate, like I went to undergraduate, like, let me tell you what, despite my gray hairs, I still remember it. Um, <laughs> that is, oh, I have an exam on Monday morning. Okay, Friday, <laughs> I'll start studying, you know? So it, yeah. it's it's a completely different time frame. It's a completely different amount of content and it throws a lot of students off. So that's why we're talking about memory and retention today. Um, and we're going to hopefully give some, some tips to students to kind of help them out and keep that stuff in their brain. Cause yeah, exactly what you said. Like I've heard verbatim from my students, like, Hey, I like this question that I missed. I studied it. I remember studying it, but it was three weeks ago and I forgot it. You know, how am I possibly going to remember this? So it's a common problem. Yeah. So what's the first step? (laughs) So the first step, um, that helped me. And a lot of this is going to be like personal anecdotes, like what helped me during my exam, um, during my study session. And then what's helped my tutoring students. Right. So I honestly think one of the best ways, <laughs> let me let me give some preface here. I think that our brains are super selfish. Um, humans aren't, but our brains are. Our brains only want to learn things that it cares about, right? So let's think about human history and like the entirety of it. Uh, way back in the day when we were running from lions in the jungle and stuff like that, we really didn't have to memorize like long strings of numbers or facts or definitions or anything like that, right? So that's not something that our brain likes to learn. Um, What does it like to learn? Uh, Personal things, things that relate to it, things that are pertinent to that brain's existence, right? In your weird meat suit that it drives around. So I always tell my students. (laughs) I just just picture putting on my meat suit every morning. (laughs) That's what what we do when we go to sleep. Our brains hop out and it does its own thing and then we wake up. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Personalization and making it pertinent to you. Um, so yeah, I always try to encourage my students to find a way to make any of the content like memorable to their weird, unique brain. Like we all have weird, unique brains. So I'll give you a couple examples for me. Um, one of the psych social things that, uh, <laughs> all those to quote you so elegantly, all those stupid psych social terms that we have to learn. Um, one of them is Erickson's, uh, stages of development, right? Um, probably not super common terminology. If you aren't actively studying for the MCAT, I don't know anybody that's like, oh yeah, my boy Erickson. Right. Um, but he's got a whole bunch of stages that are basically like, Hey, this is how you grow throughout your whole life. Um, and it's something that the MCAT can easily throw at you and it expects you to know all of them. Right. So how do I tell my students to memorize it? Uh, well, the very first stage of development is like, you're an infant, right? It's like zero years old up to 18 months. 
and it's called trust versus mistrust. That is the, the, the fundamental conflict of that time in our lives, apparently. Um, and so I tell my students, Hey, like, what do like, what do infants do to like have trust or lose it? Right. And I think of peekaboo, uh, cause you know, they trust you, but they're so young and dumb that they don't have object permanence yet. So like, you know, Hey, you're there and I trust you implicitly. And then you hide behind your hands and you scare the crap out of them and they no longer trust you. Right. So like on my flashcard for Erickson's stages of development on this one, where it was like infancy trust versus mistrust in the little corner, I wrote like a little asterisk and then put peekaboo. And if you look at it out of context, it makes no sense. But to me in my dumb brain, it does. And it helped me remember it so much. Hmm. Peekaboo. 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 I mean, I've got another one for like the very last stage of development. Uh, yeah, what is it? It's when you're 65 and older, right? Um, and it's the, the conflict is uh, ego versus despair. And like, I'm already getting some grays and I'm nowhere near 60. So I imagine that by the time I am 65, I will despair. So like, that's how I remembered it. Right. Um, another one that I really like is uh, like your thirties up to your 40, like it's 21 to 39. Um, and that conflict is intimacy versus isolation. And y'all, if you're listening to this and you're an undergraduate study for your MCAT, like you still probably have a ways to go. Um, if you're a traditional student, if you're non-traditional, you probably know what we're talking about. Uh, but when you get to be about our age, right, in your 30s-ish, a lot of your friends start getting intimate with other people and they get married and they have kids and then they're isolated and they no longer hang out with you. <laughs> so like, that's how I remembered that one, right? Just like these dumb little things. And if you can make them funny or memorable or whatever, like all the better, you will remember the information so much easier. Yeah, it, it reminds me of, um, uh, and I know this is a, a Blueprint uh, podcast, uh, Blueprint MCAT podcast, uh, but it reminds me of an episode I did with the sketchy folks, um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not scared to to bring up sketchy for um, some other potential stuff in the future. I don't know, um, the, because their whole philosophy is I'm going to show you a picture that you're going to then associate this picture with the the words and kind of meanings and definitions behind what we're trying to have you remember and and visualizing that picture and the story that you told yourself as you're looking at it and the story that we're trying to tell you in the picture is going to help you remember it versus what what most of us do is this kind of brute force like I'm just going to remember it I'm just going to remember I'm just going to remember it crap I forgot it <laughs> yep yep and then the third, fourth, fifth time that you do that and you forget it and you start to ask yourself, like, what am I doing wrong or what's wrong with me and my brain? And it's really, it's nothing. It's, it's just what you said, man. It's, it's brute force, like slamming your head against the wall and hoping that eventually it sticks in there. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> that's just not the way that our brains like to operate. Um, yeah. Our brains are an incredible tool. Honestly, it's like one of the most powerful tools on the planet, right? Um but like, just like a, a screwdriver is a really good tool itself. It's like the best thing there is for screwing in screws. Let me tell you what, haven't found something better. It's like a really bad like axe, right? <laughs> or a really bad like hammer. Yeah. So it's the same thing with our brains. Like you just have to operate in the way that it wants to work. You got to screw in the screws and not try to like hammer in the nails with your brain. Um, so what you're, what you're saying is the first step is acceptance. <laughs> yes yes and then after acceptance <laughs> comes denial no acceptance is usually the last one a denial and rage and all those ones are in the front <laughs> yeah why can't i remember this i'm stupid i'm dumb everybody else is good at it and that's just not true right we, yeah there's some despair thrown in there too like erison's getting involved um but yeah no it, i i'm glad that you put that like it's not true fact in there um 
I tell my students, pre-meds are so hard on themselves, you yeah. guys. Like if you're, if you're listening to this, give yourself like a pat on the back and just like treat yourself today because uh, there's, you're so hard on yourselves. And so many of my pre-meds, I've heard like, oh, I just don't get it. Like I'm so dumb. And it's like, oh, it breaks my heart because no, like every single pre-med student is ambitious and like smart and talented. And like, y'all know so, so much niche information that the general public doesn't know. So like, you're not dumb, right? Yeah. It's just that the MCAT is a beast and we have to learn how to tackle it. That's it. Yeah. And med school is, is a bigger beast and yeah. you'll learn how to tackle that when you get there as well. Um, and so e- each step of the way is, um, is a valuable opportunity. So here's a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Learning information, re- re- retaining information. We we live in a world where we have Anki, we have Blueprint's brand new amazing space repetition platform. We have websites for mnemonics for everything. How much does that help versus a student going through the process that you were talking about earlier of like, how can I frame a story that's personal to me for me to remember this versus going out and reading someone else's mnemonic. And then I have to remember the mnemonic and remember what each of the things means. Yep. And it's not personal. Therefore, maybe it's less effective. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely on the right track, man. Um, there's, so first of all, there is so much like scientific literature out there on the science of learning. Right. And so like, that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. Um, <laughs> we're not, we're not just kind of like shooting from the hip and pulling it from our pockets and be like, I think this will work. Um, so, so yeah, you're totally right about like mnemonics and memorizing other people's and everything. Um, and that's like a super common thing that a lot of pre-meds do. Right. The problem with it is when you are like looking up this like sheet of mnemonics, right it almost turns into this other piece of content that you have to memorize, right? Like it's, it's another citric acid cycle. This one just has like, you know, a lot of like funny words and funny letters and whatever. Um, so that's kind of the issue with it. And again, it's not personalized. Right. And, um, we always, we, the Royal, we blueprint, we, uh, we encourage our students to like make your own mnemonics because like, if you make it up for you and it's pertinent and it's funny, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to remember it so much more and it's just going to come naturally. You're not going to have to sit down and like flashcard memorize it um, just because you're going to remember it because you came up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one big thing with the mnemonics. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, one of my peers, actually, Ollie, we're, uh, we're co-teaching a, um, a live online class right now. But yeah, we, we do a whole bunch of stuff together. He has this article that he loves to share uh, with. It's not an article. It's like a, a scientific paper. Um, and it's just like the effectiveness uh, and efficacy of different types of studying. And it basically, it destroys a lot of our student spirits because it says, <laughs> number one, like highlighting in textbooks is useless. You're basically just coloring um, that like, you know, taking notes, like watching videos and like copiously taking an excessive amounts of notes. It actually says like, that's a really horrible idea <laughs> and really doesn't help you out. Um, and actually when I tell my students that they're like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, if, you, if you're taking notes while you're listening to the lecture, like you're not really listening to the, to the lecture. Um, so he loves to show that. And like, this is kind of getting into like the next podcast that we're going to talk about. But uh, it shows that like the best way to remember something is by actively doing it, right? So like practicing problems, thinking, coming up with your own mnemonics, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's so many different ways to memorize information. So um, I mean, for fluid dynamics, for instance, right? There's another dumb one that I do, and it's just relating it back to my experiences. Um, and by the way, this is probably blasphemous, but um, 
well, before I throw myself on the altar as a sacrifice, Brian, what is your, what's your favorite section or topic on the MCAT? Uh, lunch break. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> so, so here's my, here's my, my blasphemous uh, take. I love, uh, I love physics and most people hate physics. And I'm sad that physics is a very small percentage of the questions you get. I like, I like physics. Yay. All right. There's dozens of us. See? I love, uh, I love pushing up blocks on a ramp and just, <laughs> just figuring that out. Ignoring friction. Cause like, <laughs> what the heck is that? Um, it's an icy ramp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so i i really like physics um and i think it's one of the most like intuitive of the sciences right because you sit there and you think about like okay if i was in this situation like what would happen right yeah um but sometimes all those laws and all those equations can get to be a lot to memorize so um this is where like that conceptual understanding of the concepts really can help you out and where like the critical thinking can save you and maybe net you a couple points that maybe you didn't deserve mm -hmm. um and I tell my students all the time too, like I stress conceptual understanding over just pure content memorization. Um, I say concepts over content all the time, yeah. which like is a great sounding like one liner, but like obviously you need to memorize content like duh. But you know what I mean? You're getting it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you can just think about like the physics or think about the situation that's happening, a lot of the times you can critically think and like reason your way to it. You still have to have a couple things memorized though. So like this was all a big preamble to this example, fluid dynamics. Garden hose. You've used a garden hose before, right, Ryan? Yeah. Blah, 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 right? Kind yeah. of pouring out, whatever. What happens when you take your thumb and you cover half of the garden hose? Well, the, the, the speed of the water coming out goes faster. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what? I would even say the velocity of it, velocity, right? So, like, yeah. that's a practical way to remember just the continuity equation, right? A1, yep. V1 equals A2, V2. Um, and it's just because, like, I've done that before. Yeah, you decrease the cross-sectional area of your pipe or your tube or whatever, and the velocity has to increase in order to compensate. Like, so the more you can make it just a, a natural, intuitive understanding of the concepts, the easier it becomes for you and the easier it is to, like, remember and memorize and retain, memory and retention, uh, the relationships. Yeah. So, yeah, as one goes up, the other goes down, vice versa, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so all that, like, thinking about your content in this way is really, really going to help you out. As opposed to just like brute force rote memorization of like Bernoulli's equation or all these other ones. Yeah. All right. We've gone for about 20 minutes now. And a student listening to this will go, great. But where do I start? Yeah, that's a really good place uh, or a really good question. Um, honestly, I think a good place to start is by doing like personalized flashcards. Like I love flashcards um, and the blueprint ones that are online. Um, if you go to mcatflashcards.com, quick little sneaky plug. Um, those are fantastic. And they have space repetition built into it, which um, just like you said, is like uh, space repetition is a thing. <laughs> like it's been around for a while. People know about it yep. um, and it's been proven to be effective. Right. And so like space repetition is built into the blueprint flashcards um, and that's basically where you say like, Hey, I'm not very comfortable with content, this content on this flashcard. You'll see it again pretty soon as opposed to, Oh no, I'm super comfortable with this. Yes. Of course. I know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I never need to see this card again. And it won't show it to you because you're comfortable with that, uh, content. So space repetition and flashcards are a really, really good place to start. If you just want to start memorizing your content, um, again, mcatflashcards.com. Heck yeah. Blueprint has 1600 flashcards. Um, and they all have like that space repetition built into it. So just after you 
you do the flashcard and ask you like, hey, how comfortable were you with this? And you rank it. Yeah. Um, and, and you can build your own flashcards on, on MCAT flashcards. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's fantastic. I think that's a really yeah. low lift and like easy place for students to start. Um, if you are knee deep in it and you're not like starting from scratch essentially, um, but you're like, oh man, I am several months into my MCAT prep and like, and looking for some help. Um, I'll say for like terms that you need to memorize, a lot of psych social stuff, um, coming up with any of those personalized little tidbits on your flashcard is going to help you if you're like making your own. Um, I'm old and ancient. I just like to make my own in addition to having digital ones. Digital ones are really good for memorizing just blanket content, but then I make my own for things that like I need to work on personally. Um, and then, yeah, uh, doing my own physical ones is great because then I can write stupid things on it like peekaboo, you know, and it makes sense to me. Um, can't do that with a lot of digital ones, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's a good place to start if you're brand new. Um, if you're knee deep in it though, then like, yeah, if you're doing terms and definitions, flashcards is great. Personalized little nuggets. If you're doing equations and, um, like physics or, you know, doing any of your, your chemistry equations and your calculations with that kind of stuff. Um, then just practicing it, honestly, like flashcards for the equations sounds like, oh yeah, this is how I'm going to memorize this stuff. But honestly, I, I guarantee you, if you just write down the equation on the top of a blank sheet of paper and then come up with fake numbers for the variables and just practice that solving that equation like three, four times, you're going to remember it way better than if you just saw a flashcard on it a couple times too. So for active kind of stuff, and again, this is a little sneak preview of the next one, but um, yeah, active is a little bit, a little bit stronger than this, like quote unquote, passive learning. All right. F equals MA, my, my friends, F equals MA. Uh, Which one's that? I forgot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only one I remember uh, besides E equals MC squared. Uh, well, awesome. Uh, so at, at the end of the day, uh, what, I think I want students to take home from this episode is there's a lot that you have to know for the MCAT, even though it is a critical thinking test and to cram all that stuff into your head, make it as personal as possible to, to tie in with stories. And it, it, it actually, it's, it's very funny. It relates almost perfectly with um, how I teach people how to write the personal statement and how to write activity descriptions is through story because yeah. our brains as human beings are wired to understand stories and to remember stories because that's how we've always passed down information over time. And so the the stories that you're telling yourself to remember physics equations or whatever else, it's, it's the same principle. So... Uh, and then in the next episode, uh, the next session of the MCAT podcast, we'll dive into uh, a little bit more of that that learning, active versus passive learning. So, heck yeah! And any other final thoughts there? Um, no, I think you nailed it. Just really want to, really, really, really want to re-emphasize what we said. I don't know about like halfway through this. Um, y'all are really intelligent. Don't beat yourself up. Okay. If you're struggling memorizing or remembering a certain thing, or if there's one in particular topic or equation or something that just keeps popping up that is giving you trouble. Um, first of all, don't let it beat you up. Uh, second of all, uh, it's just, we're using, we're using a really great tool for the wrong job, right? Don't use a screwdriver to hammer down a nail or something like that. Um, figure out the way that your brain wants to do it. Um, and dive into that way and like try to make it personalized because it's, it's a selfish little organ up there. Um, <laughs> it really is, man. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. 
Hopefully this will help you remember things that you're not remembering. And again, next week, we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about passive versus active learning and what that really means. Do you know? So stay tuned for that. Don't forget to go get a free Blueprint MCAT account over at blueprintmcat.com. This is MedEd Media.